What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Diary of an Empath. So today I'm a little under the weather, but I still wanted to get an episode out. I still want to continue to create this content for you all because I'm so humbled that you continue to listen and come back every week and you are what is helping this podcast to grow and get on the charts. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So if I sound a little cray cray today, you'll know why, but I'm still gonna keep pushing it out. Now we are wrapping up 2021. It's crazy to think that a year has already gone by. We're in our second year of COVID going into our third year. And I think that there has been a lot of lessons for many people that they have learned over the course of this year. One in particular for me is mindfulness. I really wanted to try to cultivate how to be more present in my life and be more mindful. And one thing that this podcast has taught me is to be more present. I have amazing guests that come on this show and I've really learned to not just listen to respond, but listen to really hear what my guests are talking about. And I've learned so much, not only about the subject matters, but about myself. So today I want to talk about five ways you can implement mindfulness starting today in your life. So that way you can live more in the present. According to a 2010 Harvard University study, we spend about 40% of our waking hours thinking about something other than what we're doing. This mind wandering makes us unhappy. And if you're constantly thinking about the future, what could happen, if you're constantly thinking about what has happened in the past, I can understand how these studies would show that it makes someone not happy. You're not living in the present. You're living in the anxiety. You're living in the fear. And being present can help those struggling with anxiety and stress in their day-to-day life. There's an author named Micro Thumb, and he says that the present moment is the only thing where there is no time. It is the point between the past and the future. It is always there and it is the only point that we can access in time. Everything that happens, happens in the present moment. Everything that ever happened and ever will happen can only happen in the present moment. It is impossible for anything else to exist outside of it. So being in the present moment or in the here and now means that we are aware and mindful of what is happening at this very moment. We're not distracted by ruminations on the past or worries about the future, but centered in the here and now, and all of our attention is focused on the present moment. So why is it important to be present? Is there a reason why we need to be more present? Well, if you want to be more happy, be more present. Again, if you're talking about the past, if you're constantly thinking about the future, How can you be happy with what's going on in your life right now? It can also help with anxiety and depression. When you're thinking about the past, you're ruminating in anxiety. When you're thinking about the future, you're ruminating in fear. This has several health benefits, lowered blood pressure, reduced pain, reduced stress. There are a ton of studies that show how much mindfulness can help with your health, with your spirituality, with your mind. It can also help with relationships. If you're communicating with your partner and you are listening to respond, but you're not really listening to hear them, you're not staying present. You're thinking about the future. So this can help with communication within your relationships, with your coworkers, with your friends around you. It can help your partner feel validated. It can help the relationships around you feel validated. It can really help bring relationships closer if you're being mindful and staying in the moment. 
it can be extremely difficult with the generation that we live in to be present with technology. We all lead really busy lives with our day-to-day routines. So it's important that you make a conscious effort to be more present and mindful throughout your day. So step number one, what can you do to make your life more present? Balance your thoughts and past, present, and future. If you're like me and most people, we tend to think a lot about our past, what happened, what could happen, instead of what focusing on the present moment. There is a Buddhist scholar named B. Allen Wallace, and he said that we're living in a world that contributes in a major way to mental fragmentation, disintegration, distraction, and decoherence. We're always doing something and we allow little time to practice stillness and calm. So for example, when we're at work and we fantasize about being on vacation, on vacation, we're worrying about the work piling up in our desks, we're dwelling on the intrusive memories of the past, or we're worrying about what may or may not happen in the future. Buddhists call this monkey minds. We're not appreciating living in the present because our monkey minds are vaulting from thought to thought. It's like jumping like a monkey from tree to tree swinging through. That's our thoughts. It's the monkey mind. It's swinging from vine to vine in our head. So try to think about the past in small doses. Make sure you're focusing on the past for a reason. For example, if it's growth, to relive a pleasant experience, maybe it's a memory that makes you happy. Maybe you're trying to learn from a mistake that you were in a situation with someone and you want to do better the next time figuring out a key to past success, and think about the future in small doses and make sure you are focusing on the future in a healthy way, a lower anxiety way. So for example, don't spend time worrying about the future or thinking about the future just long enough to prepare for it and then move on. You don't want to stay in this future mindset of anxiety of what if this happens? What if he doesn't call me back? What if he hurts me? What if she hurts me? What if something goes wrong? Because you have no control over that. You can't control what's going to happen. The only thing that you have control over is the here and now. So try to stay present in the moment for the majority of the time. Now, the second thing that you can do to stay more present in your life is meditate. Meditation is a great way to implement and practice mindfulness and staying present. I always preach this to my clients meditation is an amazing way to ground your energy. And there are tons of studies that show that meditation reduces the neural density in the amygdala section of the brain. And that's the key section of the brain that's infamous for the monkey mind that I referenced earlier. This calms us, it grounds us, and it makes us more creative, happy, and just a better person. Meditation is something that I try to implement every day. It does take practice. Choose five minutes a day to start, whether it's using guided meditations on YouTube or implementing an app like Headspace and listen before bed, or you can listen in the morning. However it works for you, just take a few minutes out of your day to start out. As you get used to doing the meditations and as you get more comfortable with grounding your thoughts and even saying, okay, I'm having these thoughts, but I'm going to put them aside for now, you will get used to doing this and it will get easier and easier to meditate. And as you do this, you can up your meditation from maybe five minutes to 10 minutes to 15 minutes. And there's people who meditate up to two hours or even more per day. I'm not one of those people. I definitely try to implement at least 30 minutes per day. Sometimes I'll do it on my lunch break. Sometimes I'll do it at night. I kind of get it in where I can fit it in. 
but I do try to make it part of my daily routine. And I notice that when I don't meditate, my readings that I do are not as on point. I notice when I do my meditations, my readings are typically really spot on. I tend to feel better, more calm. I'm happier. I'm more grounded. So there really seems to be a lot of benefits to implementing a daily meditation, not just from a spiritual perspective, but also from a scientific perspective as well. Even if it's just taking five minutes to be mindful at your desk or in your chair at home or wherever you are, try to focus on your breath and allow mindfulness to make a more peaceful and smooth connection with your interactions, even if it's while you're interacting with other people. So the third way that you can implement being more present in your life is paying attention to social media. Now, I talked about social media on a previous episode. I can't remember how many episodes ago it was, but check it out. It is packed full of stats and ways you can improve your life with decreasing the amount of time that you spend on social media. But how you start your morning really sets the tone for the rest of the day. I always tell my clients, first thing in the morning, don't look at your phone. Really practice mindfulness because how you start your morning routine is gonna set up the rest of your day. So if you are picking up your phone and the very first thing that you are exposing yourself to in the morning is social media, is likes and comments, is negativity, is what others think about you, then you're exposing yourself to junk. Keep the phone on the side, brush your teeth, sit with your thoughts for a few minutes, even if it's while you're brushing your teeth. Practice your gratitude in the morning because social media, if you even look at the typical user, a typical user actively uses or visits an average of 6.6 different social media platforms each month and spends an average of close to two and a half hours of using social media each day. And that's probably a lot more. If you look at your phone right now, go into settings, I know the iPhone has this, and you look at the average daily time you're spending on your phone, you're probably gonna gasp. So assuming that people sleep between seven and eight hours per day, these figures suggest that people spend about 15% of their waking lives using social media. Add it together and the world spends more than that, 10 billion hours using social platforms each day, which is the equivalent of 1.2 million years of human existence. I chuckle because that's fucking crazy. So the amount of time that we're spending on social media, we are not being present. So when people tell me, I don't know how to be present, we'll start by putting your phone down more. And that's a really good start. Don't check your phone when you wake up. Use a timer to limit your time on social media. I know that iPhones have this. You can put a limit on the amount of time that you use TikTok because if you're on TikTok, next thing you know, you're going down a rabbit hole for two hours. Put a timer on there because when you're on social media, it's triggering those neurotransmitters, the dopamine kicks, and that's that reward system. So when you're watching TikToks or scrolling through social media, you're getting a flood of dopamine and there's nothing triggering you to stop. So when you have a timer, that's that trigger that's telling you, okay, it's time to get off. Another thing I've talked about before in previous episodes is to clean up your library. What are you exposing yourself to? Are you exposing yourself on social media to a bunch of junk that doesn't serve your highest good? Or is it stuff that is going to serve you? Knowledge-based, positive affirmations. All of these are things that can help you implement daily practices of gratitude and staying more present within your life. Now, the fourth thing that you can do to be more present within your life is journaling. 
Journaling can be a great way to write down your current feelings and practice gratitude. The act of writing allows you to get your thoughts down without allowing them to get stuck in that larger bubble of thoughts that we sometimes have. Distractions may come and go, but when you're writing something, you're actually able to see it when you're giving your full attention to your thoughts and when you're doing something else besides writing. This is a really solid foundational way to visualize and to see as you're writing. So you're using your senses of feeling, you're using your senses of sight, you're using your senses of smell, whether it's the smell of the paper, the smell of the pen or the pencil, and you're visualizing as you're writing. So this can be a great way of practicing mindfulness. I also love journaling for practicing gratitude. I've said this in previous episodes, there is a journal that I love. It's called the five minute journal. You can get it on Amazon. It takes five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, and it's a great way of practicing gratitude and just writing down a few things each day that you are grateful for. And this is an amazing way to stay present and to practice being more present within your life. Now, the fifth and final way to be more present in your life And I love this. This is my favorite one, spending time in nature. Taking advantage of the natural beauty around us is another great way to cultivate greater mindfulness. It's a great way to stay present and practice mindfulness, and it's a great way to ground your energy. There are several studies showing that grounding, which is also known as getting in touch with the earth's natural electric charge because the earth has a frequency. It has a frequency just like we have a frequency. Everything is energy. So there's a lot of studies show that grounding balances out our physiology. It reduces stress. It reduces pain, improves blood flow, improves energy, and improves better quality sleep. So if you get time and you can spend five minutes out in nature, whether it's going for a walk, getting your bare feet on the ground, whatever nature is to you, just get outside if you have to. Pay attention to your senses. What do you smell? Can you smell the pine needles? Maybe it's the dewy air. Maybe it's fresh cut grass. What do you see? What are the patterns on the leaves? What colors are on the trees around you? What do you feel? How does it feel? How does it feel for your feet to hit the ground? How does it feel when the air is hitting your face? What emotions do you feel as you walk? Do you feel calm? Do you feel stressed? What do you hear? Do you hear the leaves rumble? Or maybe it's a lawnmower, maybe it's cars in the distance. These are all great ways of practicing mindfulness as you walk in nature. And I love, love, love grounding, especially if you're an empath and carrying energy with you from the day. It is an amazing way to reground your energy, recharge, and really get on the same frequency as the earth. Because like I was mentioning earlier, we have a frequency That is of the same as the earth, but when we are in stressful situations, when we're constantly thinking about things that stress us out or give us anxiety, we lower our frequency, we lower our vibration. So by grounding, we can almost equilibrize, is that how you say equal? Get to an equilibrium. We can get to a better equilibrium to balance our energy, to balance ourselves and to balance our well-being. So I wanna close with this. I really like this quote from Buddha. We shouldn't mourn for the past, nor worry about the future, but live in the present moment wisely and earnestly, because mindfulness is purposefully paying attention to the things that happen to us. 
So I really, really hope that this episode, although it was a shorter one, I hope it brings you some insight and some motivation to be more present and be more mindful within your life. Because I can guarantee you that when you start implementing these into your daily life, you will see a difference in your mood. You will see a shift in your energy. You will see a shift in the relationships around you and you will be a happier person. And I want that for each and every one of you. Once again, if you like what you are hearing, please share this with someone. If you have a friend, a family member, a coworker, or anyone in your life who you think would resonate from one of these episodes, send it to them. Maybe they're struggling with their relationship. Maybe they're struggling with having gratitude in their life. Maybe they're struggling with having a narcissist relationship in their life. Send them an episode that you think will resonate. And I wanna hear from you. If you like what you hear, if there's something in one of the episodes that resonates, I love hearing each and every one of you. I love when you guys tag me, keep tagging me on your posts. If you like what you hear, please rate and review. And you can always follow me on social media, on my Facebook, Therapeutic Healing by Reese. I often do free live tarot readings on there too. So I would love to see some of you and meet some of you online seems like that's the only way to meet people in these COVID times these days. So thank you guys once again and see you on the next episode of Diary of an Empath.